You are now listening to the new Old Heads podcast, premiered every Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time at BringDownTheBand.com, and brought to you by No Bad Ideas, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, and Sun King Brewery. Support the new Old Heads by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash newoldheads. All right, you are now tuned in to the new Old Heads, episode 189. Um, I am Longevity. I am apparently... I think we're just gonna split hosting duties this evening, just because I don't want to hold that to myself. But uh, Major Seventh is out today. Spools is uh, currently on uh, vacation, essentially. And uh, but uh, we have Jay Moore in the place. Yes, sir. How's yeah, it going, um, man? Man, just uh, another week. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to see people outside, which I think is good. Um, hopefully, you know. Um, you know, while all this protesting is in, is going on, and we're seeing all the changes happen, I just want to—I just hope everybody's safe and healthy. So, yeah, you know, I'm glad that the the uh, DJ school's back open. It's a little bit of normalcy. So, uh, yeah, yeah that, man, that, that's, that's, been, that's that's been it. Yeah, that's uh, you know, I've had classes yesterday, classes today. So that was, I'm like walking in and realizing that I haven't taught in two over two months, and yeah. It's like forgetting how to do it almost, but but it, it comes back. So, but yeah, how about you? What's up, Jay Diff? What's going on, man? Salutations. What's going on? We are here. We are out here in the streets. Yes, but I have been a lot of people out. But I mean, honestly, um, there's been a lot of people out this whole time. To me, basically, just because yeah. I go to the store, and I hate Walmart of all places. Because, like, it's funny, Walmart has been open this whole time, right? Right. And there was really no social distancing guidelines other than just some signs and you have to go in this door and out this door. But there were plenty of people in there every time I went in there. But what's funny to me is um, since the whole um, curfew came into play, you know, the Walmart started closing early. Yeah. And boarded up their their uh windows and all that shit. Yeah. So it's like they didn't give a fuck about your health. All they give a fuck about is that profit margin and to make sure that that these windows ain't getting busted out. So we don't close early on account of that. But other than that, they could care less. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh I it's I mean, uh it's interesting too now. Like uh, I was talking uh, Nick and uh, Metronome and I were talking on Monday about there's like one or two things that's probably going to happen now that all these protests all over the world have been going on and with coronavirus and um, like either we're going to have a major outbreak or we're just going to say it's done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be one or two. So my mom seems to think it's never going to go back to normal. Yeah. No. That's what we she's going to find a way to patch it up and live with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'll say I'll say this. And I haven't shared this on social media. I've just kind of been watching of late, but uh outside of uh a few things that I've I've shared to certain people and stuff uh specifically, but you know, I, I I'm actually like I have to say like I'm for the first time in a very very long time, maybe since I could ever remember thinking for myself. You know, I'm actually kind of proud at what America is doing right now. You know, like stand like the citizens, like standing up and like it's actually kind of cool to see. I, I will say that, um, but as far as being on a united front to back something, yeah, it seems like it seems like we have enough momentum right now in in the country to actually make change for the first time. And I, I don't know if I've ever like witnessed it, like you know, like this type mm-hmm. of no. movement ever yeah, I don't think before so either. in my lifetime. And it's, it's really cool to see. And it actually, it's kind of empowering in a way to see how much like we, as a people, our voice can actually initiate change. Now, how far it goes, I guess we'll see. Right. But, uh, mm-hmm. but that it is interesting though, because honestly, if everybody got on the same accord and it was organized with this, this same, uh, frame of thought or whatnot, we could really do some some damage, damage in a good way. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. far as 
really, really making the change that everybody's been wanting to see. Yeah. To make I, America right in the first place instead of make America great again. No, I I agree. And that's I think that's that's part of it. It's just that I'm seeing I don't know. It's it's kind of cool. I'm I'm actually really eager to kind of see where this heads towards. But uh you know, it's like every so many more people are seem to be more educated and more like ready to pounce on like just <clears throat> bullshit narratives all around. You know, like mm-hmm. even the performative stuff that we're seeing by police officers and the hugging and and even the whatever the Democrats were doing. Uh, now, what the d- hell was that? I don't know what that well, was. <laughs> I was I was a bit put off by that initially. I mean, the Shanti cloths and but he the said fact that it was <laughs> Shanti cloths. <laughs> when I did my due diligence, the Kente cloth idea did come from the congressional black members of the congressional black caucus. Um, because at first I was like, I don't know who I didn't know Amazon was overnight in Kente cloth like that. But, how um, old how old are these members of the caucus that told them they should do that? I don't know. I don't know if they understood where I I understand where they're going. But you know, if this is if there's going to be any week or that you listen and do what some black folks tell you to do <laughs> without question, <laughs> I guess this is the week. And so this is what this is what you get. It was a weird visual. I woke because you know yeah, I woke that was up a, a strange that day. And I, doing... I, I saw a bunch of uh, 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 white Democrats with Kente cloth kneeling. I was like, <laughs> doing interpretive I dance. Not, I, yeah. I didn't have that on the bingo board. <laughs> no, no, man. Hey, twenty twenty is a, a special year. Look, when they did a Black Lives Matter and and, and a uh, moment of silence at a NASCAR race, I was hey, like, we, this something 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 different is happening here. Something is different is happening. I, how I don't know how a lot of them. Are going going to feel about the whole idea of banning the um, Confederate flag? You know, there's been talks of that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't even. That's one that I'm kind of me personally. I'm indifferent to, but it, it's kind of cool to see the. I mean, I don't like to see them, but what do you? How are you going to enforce it? I, I guess you're going to enforce a ban on it. I guess. Well, do do we thing do is, we ban anything else? The Confederate flag is terrible. Um, it's a it, it, where it helps me is uh, as soon as I see it, I was like, okay, those are white people that I want uh, no parts of. Right. Um, yeah. So it's almost helpful in a way. It um, is. It's, it's 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 a target. It puts a paint a target right on them, and it's the it's the dumbest flex, so to speak, because like literally, you're you're riding around, you're repping a side that lost. Like you don't, you don't ever see anybody. All the times that the Cubs fucking lost the the World Series, well, I guess you, that's a bad analogy because people definitely want <laughs> the Cubs real hardcore. But it's just weird to see that that's somebody that lost a war that long ago, and you you still trying to rep that shit. That's weird. You don't see people in in Germany riding around with swastikas and shit. Heritage. Heritage. It's a remembrance of our brothers that died. You know, it's like, and like, what's 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 fantastic to me is like I saw some in some city over in the UK where they snatched um, a, a, a statue of somebody who owned a bunch of slaves in the UK and uh, dragged that shit down the street and threw it in the river. I saw <laughs> that shit. That was, was in the like, UK. Now, now that's what I'm talking about. I didn't know that was in the UK. They said yeah. that, I, I read a report that they uh, they said that the statue tripped and fell in the river. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't the hey, people man. trying to pull it out of the river? Yeah, you know, there's always going to be those types. You know, who, that's how that's how much uh, racism and white supremacy means to certain people. Is they was going to risk drowning to pull this try to pull this statue out? <laughs> History, hey, man. Shout out, shout out to our UK brothers, Black Lloyd's Ma'a. Yeah. <laughs> But um, what's what's wild is there are still yeah, people who are so tone deaf that they're saying shit on Twitter or wherever. And there's a lot of people losing their job. Like white people are losing their jobs left and right. Yeah. Racism. I, that, 
And that and that goes back to my point. Like, I feel like there's such little talk. Like, I would say about five years ago, there was still so much. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's 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 the thing that I wrote about, right? There there's so much that like the the difference between blatant racism and like the microaggressions and everything, mm-hmm. or microaggressional racism, if that's even a thing. But you know what I mean. Um, so it's I feel like people are starting to understand that racism is more than just like calling people names finally. And so it's just become a lot more prevalent with everything right now that like, if you come out and say some, it, it, it honestly, it can just be some marginal like fuck shit and people will go for your head. Like you're going to lose your job. And it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like all the things that I'm seeing. (laughs) Chicken and germs. There's a private security firm that's based in, I guess, in North Carolina. It is, Eric. And they said some off-brand shit about the protesters. And, you know, they lost their contract with the Panthers and the Hornets, like, yep. immediately. Yep. There's a and that's, uh, CrossFit just lost their contract with Reebok. Yeah, and there are CrossFit pl- places that do that. Are cro- they completely are uh, divesting from the CrossFit name. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, but I, but I, but this I, this is what I'm, this is, this is the type of shit I love to see is, yeah. is where you hit them where it hurts and that's in their goddamn pocket. Yep. Well, that's really the only thing that, that can really make people really pay attention. Yep. You know, and like, it, it is great to see, man. Like, did you see after 31 years, cops is, they no longer going to show cops is done now? Nah, officially? I know. Yeah. I just saw that. They, and they, uh, what's that? A live PD. They stopped that show for a while and. Well, Law PD was getting a lot of Indianapolis action on there. It was in Lawrence yeah. on the regular. Lawrence, yeah, I know. Back in my old, in my old area. Yeah. But. Look, there, um, you know, and I, and it's crazy because you know, of course, and we'll get into this a little bit later, probably. Um, uh, with Ice T, you know, there are people who didn't know Ice T was Ice T because they've been watching them on Law and Order for so long, <laughs> and. You know, honestly, all cop shows are kind of propaganda for police. Um, yeah, because I agree. You know, after nine eleven specifically, the hero. Because remember, the heroes weren't. It wasn't the military. It was the first responders, the 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 um, firemen, the and and the police. And so it almost became this thing to where it was sacrilegious for us to put them in a bad light. And so think about how many television shows are just about the police, the whole Law & Order franchise, Chicago PD, um, you know, NCIS, all these. Yeah, it's been like that forever. Hell, back in the day, what was uh, Hill Street Blues? Hill Street Blues. You know, but now there's almost like there's a every, uh, you know, you know, blue bloods like there. Every every station has at least one, if not many, shows about you know police officers and you know their life and how hard it is. And like I think you chose a job though, sir. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, and the thing is, I can't lie. I like I love SVU. You know, I, I f with SVU heavy. But like I was I was watching like Chicago PD because it you know. I don't have cable, so whatever comes on Ion, sometimes that's what I wind up watching. And I was like, this is, I mean, there was one episode where they mentioned Laquan McDonald, which was the, the young brother that was shot in the back, you know, by um, Chicago police officers. And, you know, they fought tooth and nail to make sure that footage never came out, and eventually it did. But, you know, I'm like, this is a show that even when the cops are doing stuff that's questionable, is still seen as noble. So I think that's yeah. that's something else to where it, I think that's a factor in why it took so long for people to wake up because yeah. we've been watching these cop shows, you know, depending on how old you are for the better part of 25, 30 years that have put police officers in this noble position that even when they do something wrong, it can somehow be justified. And I think that's been part of the psyche of America. It is the American entire it, time. Yep, it is. And it, it expands over to the military as well. You know, like it's even even more like we've been terrorizing how many countries for how long 
and it's just in the, in the name of America, you know. And it's it's, but now United when it's states of goddamn America, America. But now that we're here, now that we're here in uh, <laughs> you know, with all like the a third world country, you know, the tyranny going on in America, you know, it's uh, it's right at home. Yeah, man. Yeah. So everybody can relate. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, so uh from from there uh let's talk about um so so before we well let's just jump into run the jewels real quick. I, I don't know if you guys have I think you all said you've at least given it one stream through. I've yeah, listened yeah, to I, it. I gave it a quick listen. A quick listen and uh you know, we're talking about, you know, protests and protest songs. The one song that comes to my mind is like the Ooh La La joint from Run the Jewels with the uh, um why is his name uh, failing me right now? Who's who's on the hook? Ooh, la, la, yes, Greg Nice from Nice. Yes. Yeah. Greg Nice. Yes. So like I think of that song, but they finally they released their album uh like an entirely entire week early. I don't think it's supposed to drop till this Friday. No, it was, it was supposed to drop that Friday. They just released it what three days early, I believe. Oh, okay. Was that what it was? So yeah, yeah. Do you guys have a, a favorite cut from the uh, from the record? Walking Man, in the not snow. really. I I can't say that I do right now. Yeah. Um, yeah right now it's it's walking in the snow and um, <clears throat> pulling the pin. The joint with of all people, Mavis Staples. Like that one hit pretty hard for me. Um, yeah. The crazy thing is, um, I uh, their their DJ, their tour DJ, uh, Trackstar, Trackstar, the DJ. Shout out to yeah. him. Um, I met him once. Yeah, he's he's you know he's got roots in St. Louis, and so I saw him. And got to chop it up with a little with him a little bit. And he talked to me about the album. He couldn't give me a whole lot of details because it, like it was very much hush hush, and they were trying to keep some of the um, the features under wraps, right? You know. Um, but when you listen to the record, it's almost like they wrote this while they were watching the news these last couple of weeks. Yeah, you that's know. the thing about Run the Jewels too, though. Um, and and I can say that they have continually. Um, kind of stayed in that lane from their first album up till now. It's always politically charged. It's almost yeah. like a, a, a public enemy on steroids, so to yeah. speak. Definitely. You know which, what I'm saying? Uh, um, Rage Against the Machine, which is why Zach De La Roca's been a part of a handful of songs, too. You know, you know what's weird? You, since you brought up Rage Against the Machine, a lot of these kids that grew up Rage Against the Machine fans are Trump supporters. Well, they didn't realize that they're political, apparently. Oh yeah, there was somebody who tried to say like, "Oh, now everybody's uh, you know responding to to, to Tom Morello, uh, responding saying, oh, everybody's a an expert in political affairs now." Like, you know, first of all, like, how did you get into Rage Against the Machine and not understand that their whole thing was protest music? Second of all, right. Tom Morello actually has like a degree in like political science from Harvard University, mm. and it's like. That's the last person you want to try to challenge on, you know, their knowledge of, of uh, how how this whole thing works. But hey, yeah, I I mean, everybody's an expert really, on Twitter. Thought yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely so. I, I like the I do like the the Pharrell joint. Just um, I thought that was that was pretty clever. Um, I, I already mentioned the Ooh La La joint or whatever that's called. I don't even remember what know what it's called. Um, it's called Ooh La La. Is it? Yeah. And and then I I like the outro too. Um, the outro is like a six minute joint. They rap for the first three minutes, and then there's like a bunch of like just musical stuff at the end. Um, the firing squad joint. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. But to to your guys' point about about <clears throat> run the jewels, like with Mike, Mike's always been politically charged for the most part with his raps and everything, and LP's mm -hmm. always kind of touched on, um. Oh, all the way back to his Def Jux days. I, I'm not overly familiar with Company Flow because I can't, so I can't speak on that. But like, he's always spoken on essentially like "fuck the system" type shit. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is it's this is like right up their alley. And yeah. again, I, I know we've mentioned this before on the show, but they just make such a a great combination of of characters between the two of them. You know, like they balance like, each other out. Yeah, like LP is extremely sarcastic in everything he does, and you can kind of catch mm -hmm. it in his raps too. But when when Mike is like on his game, 
there, you're going to yeah. be hard pressed to find somebody talking about some real shit more than Mike. Oh, I still have to say that to me, their combined effort together, my favorite is still Killer Mike's rap music, which yeah. LP produced. I love. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a great that's album. Probably one of my favorite rap albums of all time. And I just remember yeah. I slept on it. And then my man, Andy, bad Andy, shout out to him. Um, when yeah. I was working downtown, I just happened to run into him and he had a copy of it. He, he, he could, he couldn't stop talking about it. He's like, yo, you can have my copy. And, and, and I just need you to hear this record. And I was like, I was blown away by that record. I still, I still yeah. run that from time to time just to kind of, just kind of reset. I need a, I need an updated version of Reagan. Boy. For uh, for our for current uh, for our current fella, straight up, yeah that that album is powerful. Yeah, I saw him perform that live at the Vogue. I was like, I did right, too. What we yeah. doing? Straight up. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a very good uh, artist to see live. If you get a chance to see Killer Mike, well, there's 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 still. They're still planning to go on tour if they can. LP was doing a whole bunch of uh, answering Twitter questions this morning, and I caught a handful of them. But he said as long as they allow them, they're going on tour again. They're they're definitely on my short list of of acts that I – I mean, you guys know me. I've mentioned it before. Like, I kind of grew out of my live concert stage. Yeah, um, I feel like, you know, being a performer, I've been at a million of them. And I don't know. Like, I get – my anxiety, I show up and I'm ready to go. So, but uh, – <laughs> Um, you know, like I, but there's a handful of acts I would love to see. Like Little Brother, still would like to see them. You know, Outcast would be dope. But Run the Jewels is like right up top there as well. Like, and I think it'd probably be a probably have a good chance of catching them at some point in time. So yeah, I hope they come here. If it does open up like that, I, I hope Indianapolis lands a show because we miss out on a lot of a lot of these good shows based on ticket sales because people always wait to the last minute myself included but yeah. hopefully they they uh come through here yeah I, I hope so no that would be a good look if they did but like i said unfortunately that's the unfortunate thing about indianapolis is it's like there's almost like a triangle it's like all right they'll go from st louis to chicago and then go to cincinnati yeah Man, they go to freaking columbus sometime that's the part that's the one that drives me crazy how do you yeah. go to Columbus, Ohio, and Cincinnati, and not come to freaking Indianapolis. Yeah, I think a lot of times, depending on how big the show is, there's a proximity clause in a lot of contracts, so you yeah. so, so you can't come to certain places if it's within a certain amount of, uh, um, you know, like Cincinnati's pretty close to Indy. You know, like from your even from where you're at, there you can probably get there in about an hour, maybe maybe hour and change. Yeah, it's I like an hour and a half. I do it about an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes. Really? But when you I used to like cut... a jazz fest out there, didn't you? Yeah. We usually hit that up every year. We definitely don't but miss I... it this year. But I used to I used to drive there drive through there when I used to go down south mm -hmm. all the time. And I from my house on the northeast side, well in Lawrence, I could get to Cincy in about an hour and fifteen minutes. Now granted I drove a little fast, but but still I guess my point is you be uh you and that GTO <laughs> yeah, but but I guess to my point, like it's still pretty close, you know, to Indy, like an hour, so hour and a half. Columbus? What is Columbus? Three hours? Uh, it might be, it might be two, two, three, two and a half, somewhere up there. Because it's because you have to go but up you through got two to, to Fort shows Wayne in Ohio, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or I don't even know. Cleveland. Then it, Indian you know, this is a much better place than Cleveland. I think part of it might, <laughs> I can't really argue with that. Uh, but you know, shouts to the Cleveland people. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Shout <laughs> uh, out to our major seven. Yeah. But, um, uh, damn, what was I going to say? Yeah. I think a lot of it probably just comes on the people booking the shows, to be honest, you mm -hmm. know, in the city, but. Let's uh let's uh, transition over and talk about Rat Boy just a little bit. So Rat Boy had put out a song. Do you know we should we should probably get into our sponsors real quick. Who's that? You think so? Yeah, let's get into the sponsors real quick. Let them know uh, exactly. All right. All we, right. Let's, we, let's... we get carried away and almost you know we want to make sure the sponsors get their shine. Yeah, we're not quite halfway through, but we can do that. Uh, so yeah, shouts to the sponsors. Um, of course, uh, Sun King, our newest sponsor. Um. Based out of I'm, Indianapolis. I'm fresh out, y'all. I'm fresh yep. out. 
Got to get some more. But, yeah, Sun uh, Sun King, uh, Sun King Brewery. So make sure you check them out. Uh, Indie City and Vinyl, they provide us with the raff- or, uh, wax for our raffles. So uh, if you're a member of our Patreon, um, which a handful of you guys in the uh, comments are, or at least at least one of you, um, yeah, you get uh, meant, uh, join into uh, to our monthly raffles. We have we're actually raffling off four different records next week, um, just because of all the COVID stuff. We Andy City and Vinyl's been uh, held, uh, you know, not been open all the time, so mm-hmm. they're getting getting back to it, and uh, so are we. Uh, so we'll be raffling off uh, four different records next Tuesday on our pre-show. Um, also, No Bad Ideas. Uh, we're also going to be raffling off No Bad Ideas gear. So I don't have any No Bad Ideas gear on right now. But, uh, yeah, check them out. No Bad Ideas. I got on a pair of Kung Fu Kenny. Kung Fu Kenny. It's fresh. I might need to get one of those. <laughs> Yo, you got, you got that in the black? No, nah, just white and gray. White and gray, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I need to hold, if you got a three X, I might need to might need to holler at you. But yeah, definitely, definitely print finity. But also, no bad ideas if you want to check them out because they have a bunch of dope headwear and all, all sorts of things. If you use code uh, all caps new old heads, you get twenty percent off um, of your purchase on their website. Um, I talked to Greg from No Bad Ideas today, and he said that people have been using the code, so that's great. Use that, get your percentages. Um, Printfinity, obviously, J. Diff's company. If you need any uh, screen printing needs, he's got you. So check out Printfinity. Printfinity. Print, whatever you need, man. Yeah. Printfinity.com, no vowels. Um, it's not printfinity.com, no vowels, but you, you get what it meant. <laughs> and uh, who else? Who else? Who am, I, who am I missing? I feel like, oh, Dr. Coleman. Shouts to uh, Dr. Coleman. Coleman Dental and Broad Ripple. Um, right north of. Uh, or right south of the Vogue, um, if you need some, you need to get your teethest fix, as Mike used to say. Um, and they back in effect too, because I got a text message telling me to come in for my appointment. Yep, and I need to reschedule mine, so because I missed, I think I had one in April. So check them out, and also obviously bringing down the band dot com is as major seventh calls it the hub where you can find everything. So I think those are the sponsors; those are our uh, partners, as I like to call them, and. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, let's get into uh, Rat Boy. Uh, yeah. I'm, well, we don't have to talk about this too much because <laughs> you know it's like I'm not really a huge fan of the Rat, but <laughs> the Rat Boy. But uh, but the interesting thing that that's worth talking about maybe a little bit is Akon did a remix with them, and I'm just curious what you guys think about people coming out and uh, well, Akon one doing a song with them, and two, do you think this is going to be a trend? Do you think more people are going to come out and start doing songs with them that are of noteworthy value, such as like no, I don't, I don't think so, man. I think Akon is is um, actually I can't really speak on what he's trying to do. I don't know what the hell he's on. Um, he must have seen the end because he had that locked up song and decided to make a remix with with a uh, rap boy on it. Yeah, Bukashi uh, Snitch Nine, whatever other, uh, aka BKA, he's known as these days, but. Um, Right, I thought it was whack, man, and I think Styles P said something about it too because he was on the original. He did. Styles definitely. Uh, he posted a handful of comments on Twitter about it. Um, I know because I'm pretty sure that they're. I don't know how close they are, Styles and Akon, but I thought that they were somewhat close. Um, but uh, no, I mean, but obviously yeah. he's not locked up though. He's the wrong person to get on a locked up song. Yeah, yeah. I thought the, the irony of that Way is. Out. Hard to miss. Snitch his way out. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to say about that other than if, if you thought that maybe uh, that uh, wondered if you thought more people would work with Takashi. Um, but, yeah. That's, yeah, that's I, cool. I think that, I don't know, I think, you know, Akon's made his money out, off of this music game. I, I don't know what his motivation would be. You know, I don't know to stay relevant to have people talking about him again. Right? Maybe he didn't follow the trial, but I just think this is a bad, bad look for him. Not yeah. that I'm really checking for Akon. I've never been a much of a. Fan. I remember the first time I heard "Locked Up" on the radio. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, yeah. But 
you know, I didn't. In fact, that's one of the first people I met when I I moved here to Indianapolis. Like for whatever reason, Akon was hanging out downtown at like the Have a Nice Day Cafe. Um, hmm. But um, I don't see any new like relevant artists now, especially quote unquote street artists. And yeah. like, I don't see any, I don't even see the people who worked with him before. Like I don't see Nicki Minaj or Casanova. I don't know if Casanova ever did anything, but a boogie with the hoodie or. Right. I don't. I don't see any of these new rappers who would want to get next to him because, you know, they don't want they don't want the the stench of that snitch jacket uh, on them. So, but at the, at the same time, there's a lot of people who just don't care. They're just here for the spectacle and watch the car accident. Yeah, that's true. And you'd be surprised. That's why we don't have a lot of uh, a lot of moment music for this politically charged era that we're living in now because these motherfuckers ain't got a clue. Did you guys see uh, that apparently YG was recording a, uh, a music video or recording or taking camera footage at the protest in, I'm guessing, L.A.? Did you guys see that at all? I did nah, see I didn't that. See that. I, you know, I, and I he, think was catching also... some flack for, he was catching some flack for it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if, you, if you're, if, you know, because the thing is, you know, with all, like, I think there's a lot of people who are in Black Lives Matter, and it's not really Black Lives Matter. It's Black Lives Marketing. <laughs> you know, they just don't, right. they, they, they see this as an opportunity, and I'm not here for that. And um, and that's, I, that means that's the same for other black people. Like, if you're taking footage of protests so you can make a song or, or incorporate into a video to profit you, um like I don't want anybody profiting off a protest. I, right. I think that's wow. Well, he he responded to the critics. He said, uh, "I don't question your advocacy, and don't think you should question mine." Um, he actually followed that up with, "He said, uh, where are we at? I'm checking out this. Uh, it's actually an article on Complex." Um, he said, you got to understand that a lot of people out here see me as an N-word. They don't see the black proud man. They see a kid from Bompton, and they expect violence. They hear FTP, and they think I'm going to come and burn my city. So we showed up and did it right. We proved them wrong. So, I don't know. I was just curious about that. I, I, the thing about I it is, we, we live in, the society we live in now is is very microwavable. Yeah. And actually, Ice, Ice T at have uh, mentioned this earlier. He said that he came up with OGs and these youngsters are coming up with IGs. Wow. As Instagrams. You know what I'm saying? So they would much rather be seen doing shit than actually making a movement because the movement speaks in itself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You don't have to show shit when you, when you make shit move. But um, unfortunately, this social media has it to where everybody wants to show you this, show you that versus just being about it. And yeah. I can, I can G for that as a whole, but I can't speak on what YG's intentions were. I'm not saying he's just somebody out here trying to be seen or whatnot, but there are a lot of people who are out here just trying to be seen. Yeah. I, that, that kind of is a good transition into, unless you wanted to add anything, Jay, but I, that's kind of a no, good transition I think, I think into the, the next, next one. Well, into, into the narrative where we've seen people come out and question J. Cole and Kendrick, right? And, you know, those right. are two artists that were kind of bigger, bigger named artists, and a lot of people consider them, quote-unquote, conscious artists, right? And Correct. so uh, I saw pictures of J. Cole protesting early on, um, but <clears throat> I've seen a handful of people kind of throw their arms up like, where's Kendrick at and all this other stuff. So um, I don't know. What, what do you – so? With what you just said, Terry, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, with what you just said, um, is do you feel like Kendrick needs to come out and what do you what do you feel? Do you feel like he needs to say anything at this point in time? Do you think it helps? Um, I, I feel like with the, with this movement, with what's going on, there has to be somebody on each base. You know okay. what I'm saying? So. You're seeing the visual base, the one the IGs are looking for, for you to take pictures and show proof. I mean, he's pretty much giving you a soundtrack to ride to. Right. And you don't know what he's doing behind the scenes. Mind you, he's he's he was at the uh, protest over the weekend in L.A. Yeah. Was but that I the was that the one where where I saw the massive crowd? Was that an uh, accurate picture? I'm, 
I'm not sure. I know he was there. Uh, Russell Westbrook was there. Uh, DeMar DeRozan was there. Um, I don't know if that was all the same one, but I know they all were there. I can but, throw it up, throw it up on the screen here in a minute. But I don't, did you, I don't did, think these artists necessarily owe, um, owe their their image to be seen because you don't know what they're doing behind the behind the scenes, so to speak. Just like with Kanye, um, right. Kanye evidently donated a bunch of money. Um, they said he was out in the Chicago protests as well. I didn't see any pictures, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. Um, I don't know. It's just people, people that that have the most to say generally are ones that aren't out there doing it as well. You know mm. what I'm saying? So yeah. that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. What do you think, Jay? Well, this is the thing, and I and I understand where people want to see famous people get involved because it it lends a certain credibility or visibility to what's happening in the streets, but. Honestly, I don't care what celebrities have to think based on them being celebrities. Um, it, it's, it's, it just goes back to that that uh, that Dave Chappelle joke. Like, who gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this? I'm scared. You right. know, Where's Ja? Um, it's, it's, it goes back to that. I'm glad to see people getting involved and lending their voices to what's happening. But I'm less concerned about who they are as celebrities is like, I, you know, once again, I, and then there's also the person that means just a little bit uh, cynical. Who's like, are you out there because you don't want people to at you? Or are you yeah. out there because you really want to be involved in, you know, like I, you know, for, for anything I've said about Drake in the past and his music, he, yo, he dropped that $100,000. Or uh, or whatever, like it was it was nothing, and to him it probably is nothing compared to like the average person. But then like the weekend is like, oh, we doing that? Okay, well here's two hundred thousand. Okay, that's where we. I'm impressed when you put yeah. your money behind these movements because you know um, it, it really during the civil rights era, you know there are a lot of black celebrities who could have just kept their heads down and say, I'm just here to entertain and tap dance for these white folks. But they were the ones who were really, you know, it was, it was the Harry Belafonte's of the time that were, and he's still put in work in 2020. So shout out to Harry Belafonte. Um, Mm -hmm. Made it to where Dr. King could do what he did. So like we have a new crop of leaders. Maybe we don't know their names like that, but you know, there are people who are putting their their money up as well. Yeah, who who are saying? Because a, a lot of these people could be like, "Well, I don't know about my white fan base." Like somebody like Lil Wayne, who I mean, I don't know why we listen to Lil Wayne. Man, like Lil Wayne. At this point, I don't know why we listen to Lil Wayne's music. He's got to be one of the dumbest individuals out here. <laughs> that um, just whenever he has something to say that could could mean to some or or make somebody move a certain way. He just says the dumbest shit, man, and I don't know what it is about him. I mean, at one point in time, he had people rally, uh, rallying behind him so that he didn't get locked up for some fuck shit, you know, because he got stuck in the system. That's yeah. how he kept getting locked up. But for him to be so tone deaf on all this shit speaks volumes on his character, man. And I like can't really he said, he said it's on us not to... Uh, you know, to not not to think, oh, how all cops are this a certain way. And I was like, man, do you have any concept? Like, because he said, well, you know, a white cop helped me when I was younger. And I can understand that because, you know, like every interaction I've had with the cops hasn't been negative. But at right. the same time, we we're, ta- we're talking about a system that enables bad cops. And you're here telling like, well, maybe we should. The onus is not on black people to end racism. We can fight right. it. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. really, if we if, if we're going to end racism, we got to we got to put we, that's on white people. Yep. You know, I, and for that's them a, that's to a good understand point. and for them to start listening like we've we've listened enough. You know, we we can tell you all about racism and go back and forth. But there's no point in going back and forth with each other about racism. I don't want to talk to other black yeah. people about racism. It's sort of yeah. like when they send these 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 politicians 
to to black churches to talk about the ills of racism. You want to impress me? Go to the white church and tell them about racism. Don't come to black churches and tell us about racism and, and yeah. how you're down for this, that, and the third. Like, that means nothing because the onus is not on us to fix the problem. Yeah, it's not. I've seen, I've also seen to, to that point, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook um, that, po- that post disparaging messages and uh, uh, comments, pretty much telling telling us to prove prove them wrong. Like, yeah. like, how do you prove them wrong when it's shit that you should learn on your own? I don't feel like proving you wrong or proving well, myself right. But that again, I'm, I'm that's, exhausted from that. That's and that's the that's the thing about racism, right? And privilege. So, like, you know, the people that need to dismantle it are white people, but at the same time, white people have the privilege to ignore it because it's just it's like inherently built into it. So if we don't want to address it, we don't have to. That's just it's, it's what almost, it is. The crazy thing is, like, when Drew Brees gets called out, he's able to, like, see, oh, you know what? I didn't read the room, and I was wrong here. Yeah. But, you know, when we talk about Lil Wayne, he just doubles down on the bullshit. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, and both of them represent New Orleans to a certain extent. And sadly, like, you know, it's the guy who's, you know, taking pictures with Donald Trump. Over and this ain't the first time. This ain't no, the first time. That's the guy who's more has a more progressive mind state. Yeah, this. Yeah. Is, I think they asked him about Black Lives Matter when uh, the whole Trayvon Martin thing went down, and he had some shit to say the exact same way. Like, what does that mean? Uh, I don't know what that is. I think everybody's lives matter. So I'm just. It's almost like he's being ignorant on purpose. Well, he actually <laughs> said out loud. Well, you know, racism can't be that bad. I have white fans. And so yeah. I think there's he, a weird said, disconnect. I'm rich and I'm rich. There's a weird you. disconnect with Lil Wayne because he has been famous and rich basically the majority of his life. But still, I'm like, you don't like you saw what happened during Hurricane Katrina. This, so this is the question I have for you, for you, Jay, specifically based on that right there. And obviously both you guys, but. You know, like I, I've noticed it as well with with people such as like Candace Owens, you know, um, and and, and a, a handful of people such as Little Wayne in the past. Sometimes Kanye West, Doctor Ben Carson, Ben Carson. You know, a lot of conservatives a lot of times, um, but it seems like they don't either. Either they don't. A lot of some some black people don't necessarily understand the nuances of racism, which don't seem to make any sense to me. How that could even be a thing. Um, do you think it is, is this a, is this a disconnect thing or is this more of a philosophical way of addressing racism? Do you think, does that make sense? No, I, I, I think this is the thing. I think when you're talking about Ben Carson and Candace, Candace Owens at this point, I just, you know, and this, this is going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, but like some of the most um, dangerous white supremacists have always been black people. Mm-hmm. And Candace Owens fits into that uh, category. You know, now I'm, you know, because I've tried to listen and see maybe where she's coming from, but what she said about George Floyd just lets me know that there is, a, I don't know if it's, you know, because I've always thought, well, maybe she just needs a hug, but I, there's a level of evil in her heart at this point. Yeah. When you say she that, don't like black people, man. Yeah. When you that say that somebody who was killed by the police in high definition was a bad person. Well, she spent her rant talking about that. Un- I-, I made a re- response video to-, to that that I just for myself, I was going to share it with some uh, people that I was kind of I had a back and forth with some people on that video. And instead of like addressing everything, I was going to do a response video to that. And I watched her video a handful of times and she just ranted for like four or five minutes just on how horrible of a person George Floyd was, called him a career criminal. But the thing yeah. is, is that none of that had anything to do with the fact that he was killed with a knee on his neck. Yeah. It's, it's just if like anybody that doesn't realize that regardless of his past, or whatever he did, the whole just image of him being murdered like that all in itself 
is what everybody is standing up for in general. Right. You no, know, it has nothing to do with his character. You can't judge that man by his character. Um, that just got got killed over uh and what was it a twenty dollar counterfeit bill that that's supposedly never been, supposedly yeah. that's never allegedly been, what happened. Yeah. It's yeah. never been verified that that's even what it was. But but it's it's the idealization of him being murdered like that is what everybody is behind. You trying mm-hmm. to just put it on George Floyd and run his rap sheet is exactly like everybody else in the media does. And once whenever somebody dies that's black, you put up a mugshot versus this kid that shot up a school and you put up his uh, senior picture. You know what I'm saying? So right. for you to take that side and for, for all the people that are championing her, it's just like, I mean, she's just a house Negro, essentially. And I think a lot of white people look to Candace Owens to um, basically co-sign their racism. And then they think, yeah. well, Candace Owens said it. I can't be racist. Here's this black woman. Man, I, I tried to explain that. that to I tried to explain that to somebody. And I, I, I did a video response to a whole bunch of people because I didn't feel like uh, typing everything out. And I said... Candace, uh, there's this thing that white people do where if they don't agree with something, like white people in general, we understand what blatant racism is. You know, it's like calling people disrespectful names and stuff like that. But a lot of the people that are racist and struggle with racism and say, oh, that's not racist. Racist doesn't exist. Those people, um, they they know that something's not quite right with what they don't believe in, but they just wait for somebody safe to say something and they just tag they along to it. Out. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. That's what Candace Owens is like the is the she's spokesperson. She's a, well, she's the spokesperson for that, and maybe she is. I don't I don't know. Um, but is she saying what did she say that uh, uh, police violence against blacks is a myth? Yeah. How? She based it all on violent crime data, as opposed. Uh, she said that police brutality against black people do not exist. Be- and she did all the statistics based on violent crime data as opposed to just data. Um, so like the thing is, is like police brutality is not. And in uh, <laughs> a police officer does not have to be around violent crime to be a part of police brutality. You know what I mean? Like, it, it not they're not mutually exclusive ideas and so she mm. she coupled him to that i don't know why she thinks that that is a uh a good talking point maybe it just fits her narrative i don't know honestly but uh yeah i actually dug into that a little bit over the weekend well no um, and it's, it's it goes you know because people say well i'm i can't be racist because I, I i i i i i'm a fan of candace owens or uh, Dr. Ben Carson, who I think honestly has lost his mind at this point. Like, I'm like, how did this dude ever separate conjoined twins? Um, <laughs> yeah. I just think, once again, you know, you have to point out to white people who think they're not being racist that just because the white supremacist is black, that doesn't mean that you're not racist. And that's Ooh. how that I put Candace Owens into that category now. You it's know, there are a lot like, of black people like out here. Your narrative. There are a lot of black people. There are a lot. Of, there are some black people out here who, and this is this is an older saying, who think that white folks' ice is colder. And when they are called one of the good ones, they yeah. think that's an actual compliment. It's and it's not. Syndrome. Yeah. And so, you know, there are people out here who will say anything bad about anybody black if they feel like there's a white audience who will listen to it. And that's sad, but you know. That there's a look if if you there's a market for that like when the with the two diamond and silk or whatever like people and they, they left their asses they actually said something they weren't supposed to say and got fired exactly <laughs> but they were on, on Fox News for about three years straight yep. no reason at all other than they would talk good about you know uh, um, about about Donald Trump, Donald Trump and yep. they would talk down on black people whenever they've had a microphone. In in their faces, and now Bebop and Rocksteady are out of work because they didn't, you know, because once because that's the thing is, like white people, like even though they'll have sellouts around, and I know this is some wild shit to talk about, but whatever, um, they they don't trust 
white people don't trust sellouts either because it's like if you do this to the people who look like you and live in your community i don't know when you're gonna turn on me you can you don't get fired stacy dadson got fired exactly <laughs> it's like that what is what is the rock steady like you said got fired you know, uh, I mean, just Candace going to say like, something going to get her ass fired too. Look, just like Cube said, you know, and you don't use this kind of kind of uh, uh, language on the show, but you know, uh, it's, it, Ice Cube said on True to the Game, they'll find a new nigga next year, and that's what Fox News is going to do to you. Like as soon as you are no more used to them, or you say something that's just a little bit out of line. They'll be like, all right, we, we, we don't need you. And now you can't come back to us. Bebop and Rocksteady can't show up at the Image Awards and think they're going to get love because you talk down on us so long. Mm-hmm. So now so we're, and now, so now there's nowhere for you to go. There's no country for sellouts. Hmm. They're going to be in a fucking Bob Evans signing autographs <laughs> and shit. Hey, man, you know, Bob Evans, just don't eat the eggs. See, uh, I used to mess with their Western scramble. Man, I, I've eaten Bob Evans breakfast probably four times and two times in a row i got their eggs and uh i got sick both times so i don't eat the eggs it's hard to find a bob evans now though yeah Yeah. is there there still one on the west side off of uh, shadeland over there by uh 70 yeah it's like off of 86th street or 71st i can't remember there's one on shadeland and there's one one i'm talking about yeah there used to be one uh off 38th street but they turned it into like um like a faux uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go in there and get some good faux. Down on the farm, man. I still buy me some Bob Evans sausage every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't front on yeah, that. I fucks with Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel? <laughs> yeah. Get your country yeah. fried steak? Country fried steaks, yep. Nah, I fuck, the, I fuck with the catfish or the, uh, or, uh, I don't, is it the country boy, boy breakfast? Hmm. I haven't been there. It's been a while since I've been there, but uh. No, nah, that's where they're gonna be on their tour signing autographs since they got fired from Fox. Crackle Barrels and fucking Bob Evans. <laughs> that is that as that's what's left for them is like, all right, uh, we got Bebop and Rocksteady and Stacy Dash at the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> the, <laughs> the cardboard cutouts. The goddamn chitlin circuit of twenty twenty. Yeah. Yep. I think I think it is getting to a point though. Like I, I kind of touched on a little bit, like. The pandering stuff, like I, at least I notice it from from people that I'm around, at least on social media and different people. Like the the stuff gets called out so quick anymore. It's like it's so quick. Um, so hopefully things are moving into a uh, a better direction. But I got a funny tweet. I got this a funny tweet that I actually right. mentioned earlier. So. uh uh, when we were talking about um, artists being out marching and protesting and whatnot. So yeah, somebody, somebody tweeted at Wale, J. Cole was out in Fayetteville. If that's not the dopest, I don't know what is. At Wale, make us proud, hashtag DMV. And Wale's <laughs> response was, I'm sick of a lot of you acting like Yama Messiah was the only one outside. Suck my dick. Damn. <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. Wale's got time. <laughs> he does. <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah, man. But as you were, I'm sorry. No, that's uh, that's about, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily have necessarily anything else uh, on the agenda necessarily to talk about. Um so, uh, you know, Sir did a covered an Isley Brothers song. I don't know if you guys heard that. Did you guys hear that joint? No, nah, I haven't heard it. Yeah, they, he uh, covered the Footsteps in the Dark. That was actually kind of decent. And, uh, but uh, I did catch him on the episode of Insecure. I finally I caught up on that. I'm so behind, man. I think I'm like a season behind on Insecure. I uh, just, uh, I just caught up because I, I got, I got the hookup on um, HBO Max. Oh! Yeah, that's how I, that's how I caught up. Yeah, shout out to the hookup. Yeah, so um, <laughs> you know what else I, I watched um, is uh, I've been watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay, all the all the, and whenever they show it on you know, like TBS or BET or whatever, like the syndication episodes are always a little bit different because they have to cut their there's a they have to make more time for commercials. So there's something they cut out of each episode. Yeah. Um, 
And so, like, these are all the episodes as they aired. Um, and I'm thinking, like, I still enjoy the show, but I was like, man, Will Smith's game was actually kind of whack. Like, the way he talked to women, like, uh, he shouldn't have, if, oh, yeah. he, if he wasn't the star of the show, he wouldn't have gotten any play. Yeah, he, he was a little corny. Definitely. If you were taking game tips from uh, Fresh Prince, you probably wouldn't get nothing back in the day. <laughs> yeah, if you if you actually uh, acted like the Fresh Prince acted in real life, like no, you no, they they would be like get your ass out of here. <laughs> Straight but, up. Yeah, I watched that. He said, and, Come and take a ride with a hell of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you and a, a damn near stolen Porsche. Get, get, right. <laughs> But yeah, on the show, like I'd be like, did he really just say that to that girl, and she fell for that shit? It's because it's Will but, Smith. Yeah, but he, you know, and he had access to to Neil Long and and Vivica Fox, and yeah, he was kicking it with Tyra Banks. And like the thing is, <laughs> this is the wild thing. This just show you how there's only so many uh, black people in Hollywood. Is like Neil Long played two different characters on the same show. Ain't that a bitch? Like Queen Latifah, I think it was even in the same season where she was two different characters. I was like, they don't have any more black actresses in this. Damn. <laughs> uh, he was well, with. Uh, did you say Tisha Campbell? Tisha Campbell was in there. That's right. Yeah, because I know he. She was the one that was his girl when the parents shit went out and they was locked in the basement or something. Oh, this is for my my old players. And when I say my old players, I mean people my age. Uh, there was an episode where he was with Tyler Collins. And uh, Tyler Collins was 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 like that back in the day. You had to, yeah. Go ahead let, and look up Tyler me, Collins. Uh, refresh she had a, my brain. Yeah, she had a song called uh, "Girls Night Out," and uh, she 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 looked like she was about to be the one for a second. She was extra fine. Oh, she he had a alone Jasmine alone. guy. He had Jasmine guy for an episode. Jasmine yeah, guy. Oh yeah, I remember Tyler Collins. Yep. You yeah, are correct, buddy. Man. You are correct. She looked like a, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, damn. Can't I'm, I'm going to pull it up here. Yeah, yeah school the youngins on, on Tyler Collins. Yeah, I remember her now. No, that ain't her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Get us into some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Never alone. Hold on, let's see what else we got here. Jasmine Guy. Oh yeah, Jasmine Guy. She did a. I just want to hold you. Just want to. It full force produced this. I think. Yeah. It's crazy, oh, they, like how how shitty the uh, quality of these videos are. Well, the thing is, these weren't hits. These are just songs I remember. <laughs> like. <laughs> So like nobody's really trying to curate and make sure that uh, these uh, these songs and videos are preserved uh, like they should. Man, what happened to Tyler Collins, man? I'm I, I want to know now. I don't know. What happened to Tyler Collins? I'm I'm not familiar, man. I'm not overly familiar with Tyler Collins, so I've I've got nothing. I've got nothing. So. Well, we we are running up to here the the end here, and I know Jay, you gotta walk upstairs here to. Uh... Actually, we're recording uh, at uh, DJ Indiana Jones' crib again tonight. You know, oh, okay. We wanted to bring it in special because uh, uh, tomorrow, or well, yesterday, if you're if you're listening uh, to this and not on on live with us, is his fiftieth birthday. So yeah, yeah. So we decided we go ahead and bring it in with him, and uh, but once again. Um, if you're uh, with us live, uh, www.twitch.tv slash decademics. And that's where Take That Tuesday is doing his thing right now. So get involved. Yep. All right. Uh, that'll be it for the episode 189 of the New Old Heads podcast. She's 53. She got, <laughs> he said she's got a vintage vagina. <laughs> First of all, who are you talking about? Uh, Tyler Collins or, or Jasmine Guy? <laughs> Shouts to Waffle House pimp. <laughs> he said he said Tyler Collins got a, a vintage vagina. I don't know what Tyler Collins looked like now, you know, because remember, you could have told me nobody was finer than Jasmine Guy at one point, but yeah, you know, she ain't very well. Yeah, sometimes I mean, you know, 
I hate to talk bad about Whitley Gilbert, but damn. <laughs> like, that's what happens when, like, you know, you don't uh, gain that womanly weight and it don't keep your face filled out. Hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. So, <laughs> let's stop now. Before right. I say something really wrong. Yeah. All right. So that, this is uh, episode 189 of the New Old Heads podcast. We'll be back here on twitch.tv slash bringing down the band next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So tune in for the live show and, of course, uh, the show to everybody that doesn't catch it live. You can watch it on bringingdownband.com at noon every Thursday. So until next time, we shall holler at y'all. All right. Be cool. Peace. Bye. Be careful. <laughs>